Hey, welcome to this episode of the Dental Assistant Nation podcast powered by Ignite DA. My name is Kevin Henry, co-founder of Ignite DA, as well as the editor-in-chief for DrByCuspid.com. And whether you found us through DrByCuspid, Google Play, Amazon, iTunes, Stitcher, CastBox, you name it, we are there. And so glad to always uh, welcome in our next guest, good man, good insight into what's going on in the dental industry and all things beyond that, dare I say, when it comes to pharmacology, and that's Tom Viola. Tom, how are you, buddy? Kevin, I'm doing fine, my friend. How's everything with you? Doing well? Life is good, man. Life is good. I get to talk to you yet again. We get to broach yeah. another subject, and I know our, our listeners always enjoy hearing your insights, and I will guess that some of them who read the title of this uh, podcast are going to be very interested to hear what you have to say about cannabis. Uh, you know, and coming from the great state of Colorado, hey, why not talk about that? But let's let's definitely chat about that and what it has to do with with pain control. What are some things that you're hearing out there about it? Absolutely, my friend. You know, it's always a pleasure to be on this podcast with you. I enjoy working with you so much. It's such Absolutely. a I mean, it's an honor. And I love the feedback I get from the audience. And you know, everybody emails me and sends me messages on social media asking me about, you know, what we talked about. So Topics like this, like you and I just discussed, are, are definitely attention grabbers, you know, because definitely. cannabis is is one of those things where it kind of goes against the grain of, of the fur. You know, like we, we think we're we're so much experts in pharmacology on on medications and what they do, drugs and what they do. And then when it comes to cannabis, it's like this great void mm-hmm. that pops up that you think you know something about cannabis. And then it turns out you don't or you assume something about cannabis that turns out later to be wrong. And uh, that's a good preface for what we're going to talk about in this podcast, which is the effect of cannabis on the need for anesthesia and the effect of cannabis on subsequent pain. Mm-hmm. So if, if, you know, if you ask the average layperson, you know, what they think about cannabis, uh, they would tell you that, well, cannabis mellows you out, you know, it relaxes sure. you, so right. it's good for treating anxiety. Uh, and therefore, you know, a lot of people say they use THC and or CBD for pain. So you could say, oh, all cannabis is, should be good for pain. So it's good for anxiety. It's good for pain. And uh, what else? Well, you know, since you're more relaxed, you know, you'll be easier to, you know, sort of handle in the chair, you know, because you're more relaxed. So, you know, it's, it's you're going to be more compliant. All those things make perfect sense based on our common perception of cannabis. Mm-hmm. But as it turns out, it's really the opposite. Uh, and a study that was published uh, earlier this uh, in October actually made this argument. Uh, it was a cannabis use is tied to increased pain after surgery. People who use cannabis need more anesthesia during surgery. And they, are, as compared to non-users, suffer more pain overall. Hmm. Now, that that doesn't seem to make sense when you think about patients who aren't using cannabis would be more uptight, more nervous, right? More, more likely to be antsy in the chair. And, and we all know that anxiety fuels pain. Absolutely. And yet it's the opposite. Now there's reasons for this. Okay. Um, the study that I'm referring to was done at the uh, university of Colorado, which is uh, pretty telling. Okay. Yep. There you uh, go. So, <laughs> It was presented at, at the anesthesiology conference in 2020, and it was uh, it's about 118 patients who were on average about 45 years old. Um, 30 of them were actual cannabis users, 88 were non-users. 
And when they compare them after, you know, after procedures, they found that the non-users had less pain and required less anesthesia than the cannabis users. But of course, you know, you know me as long as you do, Kevin, I'm always asking why, 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 why do we need to know the answer? Well, because getting that answer is going to help me understand cannabis use in the dental patient. Okay, so what do we know about cannabis so far that may strike people as odd? Number one, cannabis users are more resistant to the effects of anesthesia, local anesthesia, as well as general anesthesia. Okay, we don't know the why yet. We, we really don't even have a suspicion as to why. But we do know the more heavy the use of cannabis, the more likely you are to need more anesthesia. Okay, so here's where it gets interesting because we also know that heavy cannabis use causes tachycardia and hypertension. Again, this would not be something that would strike you as normal because you're saying, wait a minute, cannabis mellows you out. Why would your blood pressure be up? Why would your heart rate be up? Should be the opposite, but it's not true. Okay, So actually it, it's more likely that you will have hypertension and tachycardia and not just with THC, with CBD too. As a matter of fact, some of the companies that sell CBD often warn their patients that within the first few doses, they're likely to be tachycardic and maybe have a flutter. And they also may likely to have hypertension that they didn't have before. Okay. So here's how you paint yourself into a corner in dentistry. Because now you realize this patient is resistant to the effects of anesthetics. What do you do? Well, like anybody, you'd probably use more, right? So you'd use more concentrated anesthetics. And to make sure that it's profound, you'd probably use more epinephrine. But the problem becomes apparent. You're now using more anesthetic, which can have cardiovascular implications all on its own, and more epinephrine, which can have cardiovascular issues all on its own. More anesthetic and more epinephrine in a patient who, by their very use of cannabis, is already hypertensive and tachycardic. So, you know, the thing that I is going through my head is that, uh, you know, I can see patients trying to use cannabis to get them to feel better about going in for a dental procedure. We know there are some who are uptight. So is there a time frame that you would think if you use cannabis before this time, before going into the chair, it would be safe? Or do we know that? Is that a kind of a crapshoot? That's a freaking logical question. Anybody would ask that question, Kevin. It's a great one. So, okay, Viola, I want to be able to use cannabis. So tell me when I can use it before the procedure so I don't have these issues. And the answer is um, you're rubbing the further against the grain again. I have no idea. No one seems to know when the right time is to use cannabis. But I'm going to tell yeah. you, even if we had a recommendation based on the experience I have with pa patients who use cannabis, mm -hmm. their idea is in every other phase of their life, they're going to use it right before whatever it is they're intending to do. So, Tom, I know a lot of uh, you know states have brought uh, cannabis into their fold. I know a lot of uh, people have changed their viewpoints on cannabis and what it means. And so is it something now that we in the dental profession should A, absolutely be asking our patients about and B, not be ashamed to be asking our patients about? I oh, couldn't have said it better, Kev. I mean, I, I don't think anybody at this point should not assume a patient's using cannabis. And again, that's due to the, the increasing wave of social and, and moral and legal acceptance of cannabis throughout the country. 
not a political statement, just saying, you know, it went from being, right. you know, not accepted to widely accepted and so much so, and, and there's so much access now, especially when you've got medical marijuana programs in so many states, recreational use in so many states, it's almost considered the norm now in some cases for certain patients to be using cannabis in some way. People have chronic pain, you know, whatever the issue is. And a lot of states have uh, approved indications, approved conditions, you know, so if you have that condition, you have access to cannabis. Okay, so you definitely should be asking. Not just because of the fact that cannabis can affect cardiovascular illness, but the other problem with cannabis is the fact that because of its effect on CB2 receptors in the body, cannabis can cause immunosuppression. And again, that's not something we like in dentistry because much as I love everyone in dentistry and everyone that I've ever dealt with, let's face it, we work in a cesspool, okay? We've got Lots of bugs that would love sure. to get a foothold, right? They would love to get in there and cause some nastiness. So, okay. So when you have immunosuppression and you have impaired wound healing, then it's likely that you're not going to be able to heal well or not get a secondary infection after some procedures. But what really scares me is the fact that when you think about long-term uh, increased risk of infection, let's talk about HPV. So your patient uses cannabis and maybe due to their lifestyle, they may be more likely to contract HPV. You know, it, it depends. And I, what, I mean, what do you mean by lifestyle? Okay, you share a vape pen with somebody. You share a cigarette with somebody. Whatever your change in your lifestyle is, whatever it is, that increases your, your likelihood to contract HPV. Well, we all know that HPV is a precursor or a cause potentially of head and neck cancer. Sure. So now it's even more important for us to be able to ask that question so that we're aware of the effects on anesthesia, we're aware of the effects on the cardiovascular system, and we're aware of the effect on our immune systems. I feel like there's so many of these conversations that you and I have that start and stop with the importance of the medical history and, and not being afraid to actually ask people. And, and I, I hope as a New Year's resolution uh, that, that a lot of dental practices say we're going to get better at doing that. It's so hard. You know, you, you've got, you've, I've often said this, you have five to seven minutes, you know, as a professional, you walk in the operatory, you get to meet the patient, you, you make the, the greeting, and then you look at the medical history and you maybe have five to seven minutes to make some gut-wrenching, you know, life-altering decisions about that patient's therapy based on the medical history. Is it complete? Are there other questions you should have asked? But the clock's ticking. So that's why it's so important to not be a solo practitioner. And I don't mean that in a sense of, of who owns the office. I mean, yeah. don't be a solo practitioner. Rely on your team to ask those questions, fill in the blanks, and, and don't ever avoid asking the awkward question because it's the question that could be the most important. Absolutely. You know, and, and if dentistry considers itself as a medical provider, a medical industry, as it should, then we, we have to get past the point where we're worried about offending a patient with any questions or anything like that. So, uh, Tom, I, I'm going to hope that you're not offended. If you could give your contact information, if people have more uh, questions about cannabis or anything else that you and I have talked about uh, in the past. All right. No samples, though. OK, sorry. I can't <laughs> <laughs> And you can reach me anytime at my website. It's TomViola.com uh, or on uh, social media at uh, Pharmacology Declassified. That's uh, Instagram, Facebook. And do visit my website because in addition to reading my blog, which is all about what's new with uh, dental pharmacology, I also have continuing education courses that you can take on demand 
right then and there and get your certificate, whether it's, you know, any day or two hours before the midnight deadline. So uh, by all means, uh, check me out. Good stuff as always, Tom. Thanks for bringing this about cannabis to the forefront because I, I think uh, what when people listen to what you said, there's going to be a little bit of surprise, uh, surprise there as well. So appreciate you, my friend. Thanks, Thanks as always. Same here. Thank you so much, buddy. Take care. And, and thanks to all of you for listening to this episode of the Dental Assistant Nation podcast. We try to bring you things that are not only to help your career, but help you protect your patients and your practice as well. So that's why we love having Tom and so many great experts in our industry come on. And thank you for your time. We look forward to bringing you another episode of the Dental Assistant Nation podcast very soon. Make sure you subscribe to us.